Wizards fans, welcome to another edition of Off the Bench, powered by the Alibaba Group. Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com, and we're in for a bittersweet treat today as it is the farewell podcast for Jacob Rame, the Senior Director of Digital Media for the Washington Wizards. Uh, we'll pour one out for Jacob today. A decade of service, one hell of a way to end the decade with you uh, leaving at this point, but you know... Uh, we won't go into your top ten moments of the decade because that might bore everyone. Um, but <laughs> number uh, one was hiring you. Number okay. one A was hiring you. Number one B was hiring uh, Gehring. Number one C was bringing Jackson over. So, uh, <laughs> All right, there's three of them. There so. you go. We only have seven left throughout the episode. But uh, Zach Rosen here with Jacob Bream, Chris Gehring, and Jackson Filio. Uh, it is Jacob's last day today, actually, um, and we'll maybe we'll get to a little fun at the end, but. Okay. The Wizards are still playing basketball. We're on uh, game 32 tonight. Go, go, slash Wizards. <laughs> against the Miami I've got no Heat. filter anymore, so. Uh. <laughs> it, it has been, as Jacob was alluding to, a, a, a very injury-riddled couple of weeks here for the Wizards who have been basically missing seven guys on every, every night. Uh, that has rotated a bit, most recently with Bradley Beal just missing the last game with some soreness, nothing serious. He's questionable going into the Miami game tonight, and we do feel that he has a good chance to play. Um, we have Thomas Bryan, who's been rehabbing. He's he's coming back pretty soon, I'd say, within the next week, is based on what they've said. He's practiced a few times. He's looked good. He's, as Coach Brooks put, a lot of times uh, big men gain a lot of weight when they can't do much on the court. He did not, so that's been a positive. Davis Berton should be back. Uh, within the next seven to ten days uh, per Coach Brooks. Uh, We're still waiting for more about Rui Hachimura, who has uh, that groin injury. He's just still sore, can't really do much. Um, And Jordan McRae has returned. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is back from his suspension. So things may be looking up here uh, as the team gets healthy, uh, coming off a tough loss to the Knicks on Saturday night, although it it was a good game considering... The Wizards were extremely shorthanded. They had both their two-way players, two hardship players has starting. To be, has to be the first time in NBA history that a team has had two hardship players starting. We sent, we asked Elias to Paul, and they do not keep that data, apparently. Um, okay, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, likely, yeah. I think it's, I think it's been only um, a few times that a team has even had two hardship players. So to be starting two of them is pretty unbelievable, but... I mean, one certain positive from the hardship players is that Gary Payton looks like a player. Yeah, Gary Payton, who had a stint last year with the Wizards uh, for a 10-day contract. Very well liked, just didn't fit uh, the team last year. Uh, and, you know, there were a lot of things going on during trade season uh, for the Wizards last year as they are trying to figure out if they're going to be buyers or sellers at the deadline. And Gary Payton now, uh, he's spent time with the Bucks, uh, started some games for them a few years back but earned his first start in, I think, two years with the Wizards on Saturday, and he was great. Um, I think he leads the league in steals in his first three games with the Wizards in those three games, 13 steals if I'm if I'm correct. I'm not sure. Jackson's nodding. That's a good sign. Uh, <laughs> but, guys, what have you seen from Gary Payton? I mean, I, my hot take is I think he's going to start even when they're healthy. Yeah, I think he, he has proven that all of the little things that we've heard Coach Brooks and this, and this team talk about for years, he excels at them. His effort level and, you know, for a guy who's been trying to make it, who's been working so hard, been on multiple G League teams, been with multiple NBA organizations, 
you can see the fire in the way that he plays, and, and I know that Coach Brooks expected that of him, of a guy who's trying to make his place in this league, but he has truly done that, and his one-on-one defense is just, I mean, it's noticeable right off the bat from the second he steps on the floor and he checks somebody one-on-one. I mean, he's going to get deflections. He is going to get – he's going to just pick people's pockets. Um, that's a skill that we we really don't see in the NBA all that often anymore. Um, somebody who's prolific that way – and sure, it's been three games. There are – every single player in the NBA has off nights. There will certainly be those for, for Gary Payton. But his constant effort and, and truly his, his knack for stealing the ball – I mean, this is not just an effort thing. He is a – he his instincts a, are so his, good. Yes, his instincts are outstanding, and and you see that on defense every single night. I think that's one thing, you know, regardless of scoring, rebounding, passing, things like that, whatever he's asked to do, that's something that he is going to bring every single night, um, and it's really, really valuable. It's not just a he's not just an energy guy. He is a guy who you can you can call upon to play defense on on a really good player. I mean, he's done a little bit of absolutely everything for the team and when you're dealing with as many injuries as the Wizards are it's players like that that are going to make a difference and keep you in games and get you over the hump and hopefully win a couple I mean you can get certain situations like uh, you know Saturday night Jordan McCray doesn't miss a shot in the fourth quarter goes for 16 of his 20 points there and that helps but um, when you talk about over the course of the entire game it's having guys like like Gary Payton the second that are doing absolutely everything his debut against New York last Monday 10 points 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 steals. First player in league history with those stats off the bench. That's the name um, of the podcast. And is the name of the Good podcast. Plug. Yeah, yeah, nice. nice. Um, just, you know, he, he was felt What are you guys going to do without that court. insight from me? <laughs> <laughs> Probably make the same lame joke like yeah, we do every right. seven yeah, podcasts. Yeah, same ones. <laughs> and he's maintained that do-it-all nature through each of his three games. Another 6 steals in his second game of the week against New York last week so um you know rosen you said it he has a chance to maybe crack his way into the starting lineup going forward i think you know there are a lot of fans and a lot of guys on the team that wouldn't mind seeing that just how much easier he makes life for everybody else on the court and you know so many times when you talk about being a good teammate on the court people just you know their first thought goes to playmaking or assist or making it easier on the offensive end but what peyton's able to do on the defensive end makes all of the other four guys on the court lives 10 times easier just knowing that there's a guy like that on the court that is just going to pluck the ball from the other team at any moment I thought coach Brooks put it well someone asked him you know what is it about Gary Payton that makes him so effective he said well you know what he's been cut so many times this might be his last chance to stick in the league and and that hunger that he has is is very uh, prevalent and Someone asked basically the same question then to Gary post game, and he was like, "I mean, yeah, like I'm hungry, and I'm going to bring that every moment. It doesn't, you know, I'm trying to stick in the NBA." Um, Jordan McRae told me like Gary's an NBA player, and I think Jordan shares a similar story to him being in the G League all of last year and finally, you know, getting his contract not as a two way but not guaranteed, and then guaranteed this month. Yeah. So uh, Gary Payne, great story for the Wizards. Um, it's a busy week here at home as the Wizards will host four home games. Uh, yeah, I didn't time that exit at all. Yeah, uh, that's fine. We're going to disregard that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we got the Miami Heat tonight, which is going to be a tough game, though the Wizards did play them well in Miami, also pretty shorthanded in that game, if I recall. Um, then Wednesday, New Year's Day, lovely games on New Year's Day. Got to love that. 
uh, the Rose Bowl isn't on or anything. So uh, <laughs> Orlando Magic are here. Who's playing in that Rose Bowl, Zach? Uh, Wisconsin, Oregon. Uh, Duck hunting season. Yeah, going to be I a know. great, great match. Uh, Friday will be the first of a home back-to-back, the, the one and only usually of the season that we have. Uh, we got Portland here. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and that group. That's at Carmelo Anthony making yeah, his right. return to the DMV. Uh, and then People forget he's a DMV guy. Yeah, Baltimore that's guy. Right. And Saturday, uh, the Denver Nuggets, who the Wizards saw in Denver, a tough team. Uh, but Wizards at home, uh, you play at home, you give yourself a chance to win. Hopefully they get healthy by the weekend or healthier by the weekend. Uh, we would anticipate Bradley Beal will definitely be back, you know, in 2020 this yes. week. Um, January of 2020. Obviously, he'll be back in 2020. Uh, <laughs> John Wall will also be back in 2020. So That's we won't true. tell you when, but it sounds like he'll be back in 2020. Right. Uh, but guys, starting with the Heat, I mean, I think we went into a lot of detail about that game. Uh, it was like a month ago, but they are playing. They're second in the East behind the Bucks. I mean, they're playing some insane basketball. Yeah, they've they've been unbelievable. I mean, we we know about Jimmy Butler, but as the Heat tend to do, they've found a diamond in the rough and Kendrick Nunn uh, Bam Adebayo has been an absolute revelation for them I don't think I don't know that that has really truly surprised anybody I think everybody knew his upside knew his ability um, but he has delivered on that upside this season he's an absolute problem and another guy who's who's so young still <laughs> that that the ceiling for him I still think is kind of unknown with how just how much he can impact the floor impact the game on both ends of the floor and in a similar sense Tyler Arrow the, the rookie um, just a big time shot maker a big game player in the making I think which for them and next to Jimmy Butler with a sound point guard like Goran Dragic I mean they really have the makings of of a potentially special team and uh, it's 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 coming to fruition under a great head coach great organization things that we know we expect of the heat when they when they get personnel things right um, they certainly have the ecosystem to really make it all come together, and we're watching that now. Um, we'll see how they do. They they come into this game red red hot. I think that it's a, I think that often in this league you get so many bigs who people say will be like, oh my goodness, they're they're so long and they can get they 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 can block shots, but like, will they ever develop an offensive game? You know, will they not foul consistently enough to stay on the floor? Um, will they play fundamentally sound defense outside of blocking shots? And this is and Bam Adebayo is a guy who we were like he falls right into that category of like is he a big? We know you can see oozes potential, but is he ever gonna like put it together? And is he or is he a guy that's just sort of gonna be? I mean, um, for a comparison, let's say um, uh, who's the who's the big on Charlotte that I'm thinking of. Cody Zeller? No, not Cody Bismack? Zeller. Bismack. Bismack. Yeah. Uh, is that a bad comparison of like what, you know, Bam could have been? It's yeah, it's fair. I think that and that, but you know, we're seeing because I think that people said similar things about Bismack. And this is no disrespect to Bismack who's carved out a really good role um, in the NBA for himself. Um, but Bam has basically every single question that people had about this guy, he has answered in spades and he now looks like an absolute star. He's going to be an all-star. And yep. he might make third team All NBA based on the way he's playing. Most he's, improved player, yeah. I if mean, Giannis doesn't get it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can you win MVP Pascal? and most improved? I mean, it's crazy. I think with Bam, like, yeah, you allude to he was supposed to be just like a traditional center, right? They don't even play him at center. He plays the four to start the game, then he plays the five when Myers Leonard plays. You know, fifteen minutes a game, and it's the way. I mean, he's an 
elite rim protector. He can guard one through five. Great passer. Can make a shot from most places on the court. Doesn't shoot a ton of threes. I mean, doesn't really need to. He has the other elite things, but, shooting around him. Right, but the other thing is that he can get there. Like, yeah. That's not yeah. out of him becoming, yeah. him extending his range to the three-point line is not out of the question. Yeah. And that just, I mean... I yeah, mean, he's he's a he's a very elite, and I think it's going under the radar this season. I yeah. think a lot of people probably thought he would be DeAndre Jordan. I would say yeah. more than Super Bismack. Athletic. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was just looking for a guy who, like you know, the mold, like the, yeah. the NBA two K mold that you select. Yeah, yeah, just exactly. like good defender. You know, um, not much on offense. Yeah, that's a lot of block shots. Yeah, yeah, he's Le- almost averaging yeah. as many assists as Goran Dragic is. And it's unbelievable. He has more steals than blocks. I mean, he's just an yeah. all-around player. The feel for the game, the way that that has accelerated, has been really, really impressive. And that's how you become those little things. That's how you become an all-star as opposed to just like a good rotation player, a good starter in this league. Miami's hit on, obviously, a few of those guys like that, Bam being the best of them. But you know, they have yeah. received a ton of credit for what Hero has done this year. Kendrick Nunn has been a diamond in the rough. Duncan Robinson has been a massive Duncan contributor Robinson. for their team. But for as much credit as those guys are getting, I feel like it's taking away a little bit from just how good Jimmy Butler has been, yeah. especially especially recently. I just feel like we don't even, it's like, I mean, in, in a lot, I don't think that people need us to talk about him. Well, I mean, he's had such a <laughs> rocky last two years. Yeah. He's made appearances for a number of different teams. And yeah. I his feel like because of that, so many people have lost sight of just how good he is. Players dream about his rocky seasons, though. Well, sure. <laughs> players dream about his Sure, but the seasons. rocky seasons have become the discussion point with him and sure, not necessarily the basketball. The, and on yeah, the basketball court, he has been outstanding. He's yeah, one he's of been really four good. players in the league this year that's averaging 20 points, six rebounds, and six assists. There's, oh. It's it's tough to yep. tough to ask for much more out of a guy like him. And for anybody that had any doubts about whether he would be able to extend his production into this part of his career, not and that he's old, but he, he's past the young part of his there was career a, and he's been just outstanding a big question mark about whether or not this Miami team would I mean I were people were asking would this team make the playoffs this season yeah like I mean yeah we knew Jimmy was really good but like the, the pieces around him were question marks and every one of those pieces has been great yeah they've hit on almost third best of them Kendrick Nunn I mean yeah. uh, third best record in the league yeah insane yeah they've they've been impressive uh another team from Florida will be here on Wednesday the Orlando Magic who the Wizards have seen uh, 45 times this yeah, season. No, twice so far this year. And guess what? We're going to see him again next week in Orlando. I will say this about my 10 years here. Hmm. We have played the Magic the most times. I don't care what the numbers say. <laughs> I don't. Not the Hornets or the Heat or the... I, it's, it's either the Magic or the, or the Hornets for sure. No, I think the Hawks. No, we played them me, twice in the playoffs. Right. Regular season, it feels like we are always oh, yeah. playing the Magic. That's the fair. Right. And guess what? The Magic have been basically the same team the whole decade. Yeah, so, no kidding. Uh but they are playing a little better of late. Uh, Vucevic has returned. Evan Fournier is playing great basketball. Jonathan Isaac. Is, I love Jonathan Isaac. He's going to be first team all in, uh, all defense, not all NBA, all defense for sure. Markel I can't wait Fultz. to draft him in fantasy basketball next year when I can finally <laughs> play. <laughs> Markel Fultz uh, seems to kill the Wizards. Um, and if I recall, in Orlando, the Wizards had a really late comeback as Bertans and Beal couldn't miss, fell short. And then at home, they also fell short. Um, so third game of the year, a lot of tape on this team. Vucevic definitely missed one of those games. Yes. Um, and with how thin the Wizards are at center. That's really tough. It's going to be a tough matchup for a guy who already kills them to begin with. Um, yeah. it, it's not going to be an easy game because that team is very good defensively. But what the Wizards will have going for them is that the Magic struggle offensively. So if you have Gary Payton guarding one of them, Brad locked in guarding another perimeter guy and then Jan Mahimi has a good defensive game you give yourself a chance to win because they just don't score a lot right 
Jacob, when you were discussing Bam and what differentiates him from other good defenders in the league, you mentioned how you know when people are discussing defenders, it's so often just they're long, they're athletic, and you know who can do those next level things. Well, the Magic are just the All long, of those athletic, and you know a lot of them lacking those next level things that we discuss when we talk yep. about Bam. But when you look for guys that have the length and the athleticism, the Magic can throw four, five, six guys at you that can be a problem on the defensive end. So for a Wizards team that is short on scores, to put it gently, especially with Mm -hmm. the injuries, um, you know, it's a challenge. This is, this is, uh, this game's going to fall, you know, far below probably both teams' averages. Um, You know, we've seen the numbers for the Wizards scoring drop a little bit in the last couple weeks. Um, You obviously hope to have Brad back for a game like this, which would, um, you know, elevate what the Wizards can do in that sense, but um, this game will be a challenge to score, probably on both ends. I mean, now the Wizards can throw Gary Payton the second at those Orlando the Mag- at the Orlando yeah. Magic, and uh, you know it gets a little more challenging. Something to keep in mind uh, for fans for this game: um, it is a holiday, but a rare weekday uh, 6 p.m. tip. Uh, yeah, that one Love is. That. Uh, That's a nice note. It's really coming out to the game or watching on TV. But yeah, Wizards will have to be disruptive in this game. I feel like that's how when you're shorthanded like this, that is like. That's the recipe to winning any of these games for the Wizards right now before they get guys back who hopefully will be back in time for some of these tough matchups this month. But, yes, being disruptive, especially against the Magic, they're, they're uh, on league average. They're easy to, distru- to disrupt, and you know maybe they give themselves a chance in that game for sure. The top of the zone with Troy Brown Jr. and Gary Payton II has been very successful for the Wizards, so I think we're going to see that a lot this week. Especially against these good backcourts, um, throw Bradley Beal in there. Although he usually goes in the bottom of the zone, just because he's so strong. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, not that any game is different for the Wizards because they can score with the best of them, but it really hinges on their defensive capabilities against these teams. Uh, speaking of another good backcourt, Portland's in here Friday. Uh, always uh, fun to watch Damian Lillard, uh, but they're struggling. I mean, they may be in the playoff picture right now, but they're a few games under five hundred. Um, Carmelo is playing pretty well for them. Uh, they have Hassan Whiteside now. They've really, speaking of a team injury riddled, they've taken a lot of hits in their front in their uh, front court. Um, but what do we need to know about the Blazers other than you know Lillard, Carmelo, CJ? Yeah, I think the, the, the they're obviously those two are dynamic, particularly Damian Lillard. I mean, he can change a game alone, but. I'm, I'm particularly surprised. I knew that, obviously, Carmelo would play for them, but he's played th- over 30 minutes a game for this team so far. Um, it's just a really interesting development. He's averaging 16 points a game, but the usage for him, he's always been a high-usage player, but to step into this team immediately and be that um, as well, it's just been, been very interesting to watch. Hassan Whiteside is another player who there have been question marks about him his entire career people have always asked but he's also been remarkably consistent in his actual production I mean he's just a walking he's a double double guy and we talked about how really really strong bigs can be a problem for the Wizards right now if if nobody's back for this game we've seen Whiteside in the past against the Wizards be be really really difficult to handle and so I think that that's another thing that is really critical in this game because he he really can be a one-man wrecking ball down there when he when he really is on his game and aside from Lillard and McCollum who obviously are game breakers they can they can totally change the game single-handedly he is really really difficult to deal with 
I think that when you think about this Blazers team, though, I think that in a lot of respects, this team has like been the antithesis of the Heat this year. In that, like, this was a team that it was a foregone conclusion. This was a like a top six team in the West, and they, they definitely thought that by not sure. making a lot of moves. And they, and you know, and they disappointed. And it's interesting. They they got Miami's big who has underwhelmed. And um, I think that uh, look, I think that this team, you know, I think that. Damian Lillard will make sure this team writes the ship at some point. I, I truly believe that, and I think they will be there come the end of the season, but I don't think this is the this is definitely not the season they thought they were going to have, and then you look at the Heat, and it's like it's surpassing every expectation they could have had. Um, and so, I mean, I just think that these two teams are kind of on different ends of the spectrum right now, and it's very interesting to see. Um, it's really the Wizards' one break from just elite defense this week this will be the one team that I think they have a chance to really run it up on if they can get hot and back to shooting the way they were in um, you know November and a little bit of early December the the thing with the Blazers is just their inconsistency I mean they started really cold they've righted the ship a little bit over the course of December but a lot of their wins are still coming against they've lost, uh, they lost three in a row really again, low though. The they had yeah. you know they had won four straight and in five out of six and then they now this all of a sudden they've lost three straight I mean Losing to the Lakers and the Jazz is nothing to be ashamed of, and the Pelicans are have won four in a row. Yeah, they're playing better, so. Yeah. But still, they'll yeah. come in with a couple of potential get-right games with the Suns at home, and then going to New York to play the Knicks before they get us. Yeah, and this will be their second game of five-game road trip, which you never know with those. Those can be tricky. Uh, then Saturday will be the Denver Nuggets, <clears throat> who the Wizards have seen already this year on their West Coast trip. Uh, another just deep team. Great defensively. Hasn't 100% put it together this year. Jokic has been kind of disappointing, which is hard to say because he's so good. He's still probably going to make an all-NBA team. He'll be an all-star, but um, they're all about their depth. And Coach Mike Malone does a great job managing the minutes there. Uh, I know Gary Harris, Paul Millsap missed last night's game. Um, And... You know, I'm sure they'll be ready by the weekend. I don't think those injuries are significant by any means. And uh, for the Wizards, you know, you hope you get a few more guys back for these games over the weekend because the Nuggets are a very good team. Yeah, the ultimate sum of all parts team. The Nuggets are incredible. Nikola Jokic obviously leads that. I'm, I think he. I, He's a he, superstar. I mean, he, he leads they, them in every single all, category. They're some of all parts team, but he is. I mean, they have a lot of great parts, but, yeah. but he's a superstar. No question about it. No question about it. I mean, he leads them in every statistical category: points, rebounds, and assists. Um, he's been playing. Uh, he's been playing extremely well all year. But yes, they are an extremely, extremely deep team. It's going to be very interesting. To it'll be fun to watch them. Obviously, they're a different. They're they're different than a lot of the top teams in that they truly. Um, they truly come at you with you know 10 11 guys on any given night and there doesn't seem to be a real big drop off obviously Jokic is the star no question about it but um yeah they'll be a fun team to watch and another difficult team to handle difficult team to handle in the paint they have shooters on the outside they have guys that can connect those dots Jokic chief among them so um I they, they're 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 such an impressive team I mean that I don't think there's much but they're 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 gonna be a big I mean, you, I look at the teams this week, and um, and as good as Miami's been, you know, as much potential as Portland has, as long defensively as Orlando has, that's that's the team that I just I look at and I say, I don't know how you score, I don't know how you defend them. The matchups are a huge problem. Like that, that is just a tough team. And I know I'm not saying anything that people don't already know, 
which is well, probably why I'm getting fired from the podcast. <laughs> and among w- other reasons. <laughs> with the Wizards' obvious depth issues at this point, we'll see what they look like come the matchup against Denver. The, the that, la- could, that could make a big difference. Well, and the last thing they need is to play one of the deepest teams in the league right now, and that's exactly what Denver is. It's exactly what helped win them the game when these two teams met earlier in the season on the Wizards' very, very long West Coast road trip. Um, and I think that was the one of the trip that the guys kind of chalk up as, you know, that that was our dud. That was the one yeah. um, it was a, where... Also a blizzard, and the altitude is no joke. Not seriously. to make excuses, but no, it was not... A, it was a tough first game. Yeah. Uh, Jordan McRae was actually pretty solid in that game off the bench, 21 points on 3 of 5 shooting. He's likely going to be seeing more action as... Um, you know the Nuggets come back around this weekend with the, the Nuggets have two the tough games before they play us, but they have one nine out of ten right now. Also, They're Michael good. Porter Jr. started last night and, and had look, a career high nineteen points. He looked like a stud. <coughs> like it's that amazing. was that was crazy. It, they just don't have minutes for him when everyone's healthy. But I'm sure he's going to work in there. And honestly, they're probably going to make another trade before the deadline. Like, I mean, this you. Team lo- is I mean, great. you have yeah. to remember uh, Michael Porter Jr. Was, he was the num- He was the presumption presumptuous number one pick in the draft going into that year barely played um, and it f- slipped and right before the Wizards right yeah. before was taking the pick before us I have no idea what would have happened but um, probably wouldn't have been a wizard oh. inside sources <laughs> <laughs> may have been in the draft room <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah he that was so impressive last night and now you know just another piece of the puzzle and, and, uh, and Mike Malone does a great job managing it well, yeah, so four home games at least. Um, we want to wish everyone a happy new year, first and foremost. No better way than to play the Orlando Magic to bring in 2020. Uh, <laughs> for the 45th time this season. Yes. Uh, we want to thank Jacob Rain for his service to at Wash Wizards and WashingtonWizards.com, among many uh, other contributions to this organization. Ten years. It's been a pleasure. Hired both know, of us. Don't know how you made it this far, but, you know, kudos to you for that. Uh, your longest relationship, I believe. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> and your wife will be a close second. Uh, just kidding. You'll, she will be first very soon. Well, and in like five years. <laughs> yeah, but no, you just bought yourself probably like another decade by, by leaving uh, this job. That's, that's probably <laughs> do you true. Share what's, off divorce. Do you want to share what's next for you, or are we going to keep that to the chest? Well, we'll keep that to the chest for now, but I'll, I'm sure it'll uh, it'll make its way into the... So you're not going to the Redskins to I'm, be the head coach? <laughs> they do call me Riverboat. <laughs> Not to, you know, we don't have any scoops scoops on this one. It's yeah. only been heavily reported by everyone. <laughs> right, correct. Um, but, yeah, the NFL season, regular season came to a close. What a, what a great way for you to end it. Uh, heard you, you know, now that you can <laughs> now that you can be a little more open about your uh, – your, your, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jacob uh, Jacob won fantasy, so he's yeah. really excited. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we're not cutting this part, by the way. We're definitely not. No, this definitely is your farewell. Um, yeah. Cash some tickets. Let's just say yeah, that. There we go. Brain. There's nothing wrong with that. It's supported at the top here. So, um, <laughs> uh, but for Jacob Rame, Chris Gehring, Jackson Filio, I'm Zach Rosen, WashingtonWizards.com. Uh, we will talk to you in 2020.